0: Welcome to Charging Sally presents news we like. My name is Tim. And my name's Cam. How are you, man?
1: Yeah, good dude. Yeah. Feeling good? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want to tell people why there was a question mark in your voice?
1: So I, I I went um to my friend's house to grab some marijuana so I could have a mm. have a smoke tonight. And and uh he didn't he didn't have any, and so I, I was like, Oh, okay, and then uh, another friend was there and yep. said, I've got um, like some, some hash butter kind of style stuff. And then, yeah, when you came over before, just had a little marijuana tea. Yeah. Something a little different. Which you had no idea how to like measure it. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, well, my mate said, uh, at first when I was talking to him, I'm pretty sure he said a quarter of a teaspoon. Then when I was leaving, he said, oh, just a teaspoon. Which is a massive difference. <laughs> yeah, big difference. <laughs> so I went half a teaspoon. Okay. Yeah. So you compromised. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. That I'd... could be extremely potent.
1: Yeah. I'm feeling all right, though. Yeah? I'm feeling nice.
0: Good. <laughs> How are you doing, brother? Yeah, good, man. Um, still just settling into my new place. Last time I was here, now even though your housemate Kate always complains that we mention her brother, our main sponsor of the podcast, Dan a (laughs) lot on this podcast, I'm going to mention Kate. Uh, She told me, oh, do you need any stuff? Like, Do you need any appliances or anything? Mm -hmm. And I said to her, yeah, I am going to go shopping for a kettle because I don't have a jug at the new house. And she was like, oh, we've got a spare one. I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she was like, well... Well you know, we've got two, so just um just grab one and that's cool. Just grab the red one and, and I was like, Okay. Uh is that sweet? She was like, Oh, maybe um maybe wait till Timmy's not here and so I didn't
1: I so did, it's my pot
0: yeah which I realised when she basically roundabout without saying steal it she just said do it when you're not here so I haven't I just want you to know that I haven't stolen it you can have it thanks
1: yeah <laughs> oh good oh we got
0: to that solution so much faster than I was expecting <laughs>
1: All right, yeah. should we should we jump into uh, some of the the stories that have been sent in yeah. sent in by listeners? And, this is
0: really exciting. We've been um, receiving some news stories that you guys want us to talk about. So um, take it away. Um,
1: before just 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 before we jump into that, similar thing, I've got a. Mm-hmm. Uh, a suggestion from a fan. Okay. So um, is it your girlfriend? No. Okay. <laughs> it's my housemate Kate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is a stallion though? She is. A, yeah. She is a listener. She is a stallion, and she said. With the two bear stories that have come up on the podcast, mm. how has it not happened that you haven't told your bear story on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just broke into hysterics, and I was like, you know what? I have no idea. <laughs> so I thought for the listeners, we could we could get that story from oh, you. Cam. Okay,
0: yeah, sure thing. Um, I I know, like every time, like we've spoken about bears and bear enclosures and being them being out of their enclosures for the last two weeks, the last two episodes, and it has popped into my mind, but I've just kind of thought, well, I don't want to make this story about me. This story is about a beer getting an ice cream in a (laughs) drive-thru, but because we've had a nice intro saying I should tell it... So when I was 18, I got a job at a radio station. They ran a radio version of The Apprentice where they had thousands of people apply to be breakfast presenters and I was one of them and then they fired people day by day over two (laughs) weeks and I managed to get through somehow to the end and work for this radio station for four years. In my first few months, I was desperate to impress the main hosts. Super desperate. Like you're going to realise how desperate if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't heard this. story How, how old are you at the time? Eighteen. Eighteen. Like, literally <laughs> just turned eighteen. Knew nothing. Like had grown up conservative Christian. Like we're just from a small town and then moved to a big city. Suddenly on nationwide radio, speaking to half a million people, and my boss was like all right, Cam, uh, what you have to do as part of your job is record what you're doing. Take a microphone out when you hang out wherever on the weekend and bring us back little recordings so we can play them in the week and say this is what Cam's been up to. I was like, yeah, sweet. Oh, what sort of thing? And she's like, "Um, maybe go to the zoo. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, uh, sweet. So I went to the zoo alone. And my first first idea was to, because you can feed the giraffes at Wellington Zoo. My first idea was to feed a giraffe some leaves And as it reached for the leaves, slide down its neck and ride it around. Oh, my
1: God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is so cartoony, like, it's not possible. Uh, But as the lady who was giving out leaves for you to hand feed the giraffe was standing there, she was also saying... um, these giraffes have so much power in a single kick; they can kill a lion. <laughs> so, in the wild, when a lion comes to attack their young, the giraffe will kick it once, and it will, the lion will die. And in my head, I was like, "A lion, <laughs> I'm I, <screwed>. yeah, <laughs> I had no chance." So, I went for a bit of a wander. Um, I jumped into the ostrich enclosure mm-hmm. and I was recording it so I had my little microphone I'm like, oh, I'm running over to the little feeding tub and grab
1: some See, food. I haven't heard that part yeah. of the
0: story so you got away with that part. Yeah. <laughs> no one even approached me. <laughs> 'Cause no one cares about the ostrich. Like there was yeah. no staff members, there was no like people watching something yeah. get out or anything. So I just like ended up climbing over the fence and instantly in my mind I was like, that was so boring. Like if I take that back to this radio station, they're gonna be like that we don't it doesn't even sound like there's animals. So I was like, Okay, okay, I've gotta level this up, I've gotta make this impressive. I wanna work at this radio station for ages. Okay, I'll um I'll go over to that bear enclosure. So in this zoo, the bear sits in like a cutout Part of a cliff. So you're standing there looking at the bear. There's no full cage. There's a railing about waist high, then there's a moat, and then there's the cliff face with the bear's little cutout area. So I asked one of the zoo staff to come over to me. I was like, hey, can I ask you some questions about this bear? And she's like, yeah, sure. And I just asked some normal questions like, what do they eat? Does this bear hibernate? She was answering all of that. And then I asked the question, who would win in a fight? And she just started laughing So you say me or the bear Yeah Yeah. out of me or the bear And she was like Oh that's a silly question I was like "Uh, But no but honestly Who would win She was like Well the bear And I was like We'll see about that And she like Looked at me And watched me And just really swiftly Because I kind of Played it out of my mind And it happened Exactly as I did it I just um, Clambered over the railing Jumped over the moat And was suddenly Standing inside This Malayan sun bear Enclosure (laughs) The bear was looking at me Like it was lying. Cause like they're
1: pretty big Because when they stand up They're about six foot yeah. Seven foot Something like that Like yeah. they're not Like they're sun. Because I I made fun of you When I first heard That it was a sun bear Because I was just like Oh everyone's going on About this story But it's just a sun bear You thought it was like a koala Yeah <laughs> I thought it was no. just like Real small But then I looked up Pitch photos And I, I also looked up Photos of angry sun bears and it, was horri- <laughs> it, was, it was horrifying I was yeah. like Yeah Well well done <laughs>
0: So I stood in there for a bit and honestly, within like a minute, things escalated fast and hard. Like she started crying. She dropped to her knees.
1: The zookeeper keep The zoo worker, Oh my God. The bear was just
0: watching me like lying on its stomach. Uh, a van came up and like six dudes jumped out of the van. They had rifles so and they were ready nuts. to shoot the bear if it had attacked. That's yeah. apparently how they roll if, a, if you do this. Um, And then they opened up a little gate Which is the feeding bay for the bear And they pulled me through that And then they um, Were
1: they quite aggressive when they were dragging you? Yeah, they were yelling And there was like
0: a dad with his son Saying get out of there you stupid cunt Like people were freaking out And then um, they took me to the office at the zoo They took all my details And then a week later I got a phone call from a cop And I got arrested And I nearly lost my job
1: (laughs) So gnarly (laughs) Well thanks for that story No worries There you go Kate (laughs) Um, Have you got any stories sent in Cam?
0: Um, No So any stories that have come through Have come to Facebook for you to tell me me, So I I ignored our Facebook inbox
1: Perfect, perfect I've got got this story from Sean Kirkwood Mm. Stallion uh, thank you very much, uh, Sean the Stallion, for sending that in. Uh, the headline for this article is: "Man uses live alligator for his baby's gender reveal party." <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> thank God for America. right? you don't even need to ask any questions yeah. where that is; you just know straight away that it's in America. <laughs> um, so it's in. So it's in this. It's in this small town, and um, this guy who's a um, who's a. Um, alligator handler, hmm. and like it's in his family and stuff like that. Uh, he's he uh, had all of his family, there's kids and shit around too. And this, I'll show you the photos. The alligator's oh, just like, massive. yeah, it's massive. And he's a big boy, like the guy that's 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 with the alligator is a big boy himself, yeah. But um, he uh, so he puts this looks like a a um, watermelon into the um, alligator's jaws, <laughs> and the alligator like busts down, breaking open the watermelon and, bl- and bits of. um blue like a uh, cardboard or paper stuff fly out of the alligator's mouth <laughs> to show that it's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just thought that was brilliant. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and also I would love to go to a party like that. If someone was like, Oh, it's a baby shower mm. or something. I'm like, oh, fuck, It's, it's going to yeah, be boring. such a drainer. Someone's like, it's a baby shower with an alligator. I am there. Even if I don't know <laughs> the people, <laughs> I am 100% going. So thank you very much, Sean, for sending that one in. Yeah. Thanks, Sean.
0: All right, Timmy, I've got one that I think is just going to be topical for a long time when it comes to genres. Unravel is the new true crime podcast from the ABC that's coming out in the next little while. Let me just bring my computer a little bit closer. It's about an unsolved murder, and a reporter called Alan Clark investigated the case for five years, and the podcast follows him through his half-decade reopening of the case file. Launching a review and offering a reward. So it comes out on Friday, May 28th. And I think it's probably going to be huge, but I wanted to lead that into a discussion about murder podcasts. Mm-hmm. Because I want to ask the question how do people listen to it and not be scared?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's. It's that kind of thing that um, you can get different kinds of murder podcasts. My Favourite Murder is one of my favourite murder podcasts Mm. and they throw comedy into it. Um, Karen and Georgia, the two hosts of that show, are absolutely hilarious too, Um, Mm. female comedians from from, uh, LA. And uh, it's that kind of... Takes away from it But you definitely get Those murder podcasts That are just straight up With the creepy music And everything on it So I don't know man Do you get Do you get get scared From horror movies And stuff like that No The thing that I
0: compare To uh, Like the passion Of loving these murder podcasts Mm. Because they're massive Like Yeah Tons of people right now in our friend group are talking about it.: It's them. a huge community. And I yep. feel like the horror community is similar. When I watch horrors, I get a thrill. Mm-hmm. It like activates the, the fear parts of your brain. And I'm wondering, is it the same thing?
1: Yep. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know, man. I, I, um, I don't really get, get scared from it. Saying that Shell and I, that's my girlfriend, we have um, decided not to watch Forensic Files Before Going to Bed, which Forensic Files is like an old school um, uh, um, murder, true crime Mm. show... Which you can uh, watch on Netflix. It's really awesome. For and daytime
0: only. though. For daytime
1: <laughs> only, yeah. Because we get free- like we we both would like get freaked out. Like more so her than myself. But her getting freaked out would freak me Love out. Love that little <laughs> side note.
0: <laughs> She's more scared than me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but don't you ever get that with someone? Like you might be a little freaked out, but then someone having a freak out makes you. I think I'm that person. <laughs> I think... You've never been on the other nah, side. No, I'm always the one
0: panicking. <laughs> annoying people because I'm, you know, grabbing their arms, <laughs> which is the most frustrating thing in a cinema or even in a lounge watching something that's scary. I'm an arm grabber. It yeah, doesn't really say... in
1: real life would be horrible too. Like you're walking down the road, oh my God, arm grab. <laughs> Do not need that in my life. <laughs> um, all right, so I've got a, uh, a story that is just... I'm loving it. Mm. And uh, so the headline is... Man caught filling hotel bathtub up with potatoes while wearing a bra and high on MDMA. <laughs> yeah, just like absolutely um, crazy stories of just people doing just really strange shit on drugs is one of my one of my favorite categories to my cover, too. and it, it's Not it's, to hear, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's it's really great. Um, also, because uh, uh, the guy James Johnson. When uh, the judge um, asked him um, why he was filling up the bathtub with potatoes, his reply was, It felt like the right thing to do at the time.
0: Can't get more honest
1: than you that. You can't get more honest than that. The, that is exactly how you feel when you're fucking gagged out on drugs and you're doing really strange shit. You don't you don't have an explanation. Yeah. <laughs> why are you why you're wearing a bra? Why you're filling a bathtub with potatoes? There's no explanation for it. It's just exactly how he said. And I think <laughs> that I think that. I just want to give a little props to James Johnson with just the, because it's quite a ballsy thing to say to a judge too, because yeah. you're, you, you'd you be thinking, all right, well, I got to say, oh, you know, I guess I wasn't really in thinking, control of myself. Oh, yeah. But this is like, it felt like the right thing to do at the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a brilliant answer.
1: And I'd love to be in that courtroom when that went down as well.
0: <laughs> there would definitely be some murmuring laughter. Eh? People surely yeah. enjoyed it.
1: Um, and the judge said, um, Uh, That Johnson, you seem uh, remorseful And you um, seem like an intelligent man who made a mistake I like that Yeah Yeah.
0: I reckon that's a good judge
1: Yeah, a really cool judge Because he probably Look, you, you would have to be a really boring person to not find that hilarious. Mm. Like cuz you see you see videos of judges of the time. A lot of them look like they can take a pretty good joke. Yeah. You know, it's just like if if someone cuz you you get those cases he really <clears throat> hasn't done anything wrong. Mm. Yeah. The only thing that he's done wrong was um is weirding people out at the at the hotel really. Yeah. So, it isn't like it's, I I don't know, oh, it's the walking around with the um uh, walking the, around nude with the bra on, I think is. Uh, or was he nude from the waist uh, down?
0: Just a bra Is a it, funny it outfit for It doesn't say. A dude. Cause it says
1: just a, with 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 just a bra on. So I don't know if that's. It's like almost the... modest
0: that he was like <laughs> he was about to walk out the door fully naked, and then he was like, "Oh no, I shouldn't."
1: <laughs> like not the thing to ca- that you have to cover when yeah. you're a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and um, Judge Henry also said um, that this case was very odd and very bizarre. So <laughs> shout out to Judge Henry and shout out to, uh, to uh, James Johnson as well, because that's, that's just brilliant.
0: <laughs> what a duo. <laughs> I got a science story for you, Timmy. Oh, I love science stories. With a little bit of convincing, rats have been helping to detect tuberculosis. How does it work? So the headline is "Detecting Tuberculosis is Tough Work," but scientist Georgie Mode reckons rats are the answer.
1: <laughs> Love Georgie Mode; it's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds
0: like an '80s pop star, not a scientist. But uh, is that a female? Georgie? Is that a? I'm pretty sure it's a dude. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have a photo of him. It's just heaps of photos of rats in this article. <laughs> um, so this is what Georgie says: Every disease, anything organic has a smell. Uh, And then he talks about how he trains these rats. So these rats are wearing harnesses. I'll just show you that photo of a rat walking around on two feet, (laughs) eating a banana with like a harness on.
1: (laughs) That's so cute.
0: Um, He says, to start with, trainers bond with four-week-old rats. They name the pups, play with them, and hand-feed them. During their training, the rats get a food reward when they pause at infected samples. Most trained rats work through 100 samples in less than 20 minutes, faster than other methods. So he said the hardest thing about using these rats instead of what the normal way to find tuberculosis is to look through a microscope at spit, at saliva. Yeah. He said the hardest thing with this method that he's created is convincing other scientists in the scientific community that this is
1: all good. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, I could completely understand that. Yeah. If someone came to me I'm like, and I've and some I'm someone that's looked through a microscope my entire life to try and figure out these things and I trained some rats to find it, to find them. And yeah, don't so,
0: worry about the microscope. <laughs> Like any job really Like me at the office Doing marketing work If someone said Oh no I've been I've spent four weeks Bonding with this rat In a harness (laughs) Step aside Cammy boy
1: You probably wouldn't Talk to them anymore Right
0: (laughs) I just think it was An elaborate burn Like are you calling me Worse than a rat Oh okay
1: Yeah Yeah
0: Like a rat in a harness could do your
1: job. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, creative but hurtful. <laughs> I just super creative though. Yeah, but I I do think that that's an awesome thing, man. It's 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 crazy how many um scientific studies done with rats, mm. and and uh, and how clever they are. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. onto it. Yeah, man. I mm. think yeah, it's really awesome. But it's 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 also just that that thing too. Uh, I wouldn't want. I'm not big into rats. You know, what uh, I mean? you don't
0: want them as a colleague,
1: or yeah, <laughs> or or a pet. But I think that's the thing where it's it's not a what what we're, with humans. It's not so much. It's it's not just about how smart an animal is because pigs mm. are just as smart as dogs. Yeah, but like you wouldn't eat a dog. Yeah, but it's all right to go and eat a pig because they're not sort of you don't see them as a pet.
0: Are you trying to tell me you would eat a rat? No, I'm trying. Would you rather <laughs> eat a rat or um, have one as a pet?
1: And it... <laughs> Oh, how long do, do I have to have the, the rat its whole life?
0: Its whole life. And it's one of these rats. So these are called giant African rats. Yeah. So it's probably about the size of a cat. The yes.
1: Th- they look actually quite... They look more like little, um, chip, like little chipmunks or something like that. Or even possum. They kind of yeah. look possum That rat I reckon I'd be, I'd be down with. Mm. It's just like, you know, when you go down the Yarra, which if you're not from Melbourne is the gross river that runs down the center of <laughs> of mm. our city and you see the river rats yeah have you seen them the yeah. river rats do they freak me the fuck out mm-hmm. yeah they're they're big and they're gross and they fuck they frighten me
0: all right so for the sake of this comparison it's definitely one of those rats <laughs> a newborn one of those yarra river rats oh. or and you either eat the biggest one or um Bring up the smallest one for its whole life
1: dude it's so hard It's, that's, look
0: And it's up to you to cook it
1: Okay Kill it and cook it Um, Can I get a test on the rat to make sure that it doesn't have any diseases or anything like that?
0: Yes, but that test is conducted by other rats
1: (laughs) 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 Oh Jesus, those rats? The ones in the story? (laughs) They're wearing harnesses uh, I can't eat it. <laughs> if they've done, <laughs> <If> they... <laughs> oh, yeah. Doctor Georgie is back in these rats are man. I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm gonna eat the rat, and after it's been inspected by, by Georgie's rats, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> by the harness, the harness brigade. Yeah, nice. <laughs> what would you do?
0: I'd just have the pet rat, um, <laughs> even if that was the only option. I like the yeah. look of these ones, and a a Yarra one from birth. Yeah, I don't think it's born into naughtiness to sprint around and, like, steal uh, yeah. food. I think that if I... From, from its being in pup mode... They, they call it a pup in this article. Um, if I brought it up from a rat pup, I'm sure I could, like, make it be a bit more
1: kind. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I'd eat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I've got a story for you, Cam. Uh, the headline is, <clears throat> Child Spotted at Swingers Party was actually... Just a very short woman. (laughs) (laughs) Poor lady. So there's a swingers club um, over in England. And um, the police were called to the swingers club after receiving reports that a child was spotted going inside the adult venue. But when they arrived, they discovered it was just a very short woman. So um, officers said that they were left red-faced when they uh, uh, went in because it was a neighbour... That um had uh, called the police, saying mm. they'd seen this shot, do you reckon that the neighbor is just sitting in their in their like at, at, in the front of their house, just constantly Waiting watching for something yeah, yeah, do you reckon seeing if it's someone that they know going in there or something like that? Yeah, true, because it might be quite a regular occurrence yeah, 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 swingers clubs are weird they they actually have them um here in australia Mm. as well and there's um yeah the tips because i worked with uh with this guy Mm. um back when i was 18 19 back back in brisbane yeah and um and he was an older guy he would have been about mid 40s okay and uh he uh, him and his wife went went there all the time they were two of the most kind of like gross people <laughs> that might I'm not saying all people that go to Swingers Clubs but just his mentality towards life I, I loved him Tracy was his name absolutely and, his, oh, and, and his wife's name was Tracy as well, well which that's I love. definitely them if you know them there's no denying it <laughs> the two Tracys and um, uh, yeah he he's he, he was a great guy But one of the most but gross Sexually gross Just the shit he would say I'm like You are fucking disgusting Would
0: he tell you stories About what happened What Yeah he down? would He mm. would
1: He'd tell me stuff he, To the point where I knew that he was A watcher That's So he would be The one in the corner Wanking off Yeah While his wife got rooted by the dirts. Yeah It's a strange concept It's a weird thing Like yeah. he wasn't interested in sleeping with other women he just wanted mm. to be in the room while other people were having sex okay yeah yeah <laughs> so I didn't even know how the, like how, when the last time he had sex would have been I, he, he, no, he just, just doesn't maybe, maybe he doesn't
0: do it maybe he doesn't do it yeah he just he's just more of a watchy kind of guy
1: I don't know if he is the grossest one there what's that I don't know if he's the grossest one at the party oh. or if he's just the cruising It's his mentality towards Mm. things. Like the the way that he would just bring up weird, weird stuff. It was, yeah, it was a a lot. I remember he told me, uh, so we went to the office and it was run by... I'm nervous. It was run by a family. It was a family business. And um, the um, boss's wife, who was, she was a a fairly attractive lady in her sort of, I'd say, early 40s. But not at
0: the time that you knew her. Or are you saying she was? She was early forties then,
1: yeah. yeah. And um, and she was a fairly attractive lady. And we picked up the vans and went out to um, to work that day. And Mm -hmm. as we like driving, um, sort of like out out away from the from the offices he told me something along the lines of, oh, I'd love to lick out her asshole" or something something along those lines. And I just think what you, like, there's certain things that you don't say to people that you work with. One of those is talking about licking the boss's wife's arsehole. That's on the list, for <laughs> it's sure. It's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh,
0: yeah, back to your story. I forgot we even were talking oh, yeah. about that. Um, Shame for the short lady. Well, I don't know at this point if she was like um, a little person. I think that's what you call somebody mm. who's undersized. And I don't want to say the wrong thing and be offensive here.
1: Generally, they say that in articles I've found. If it is someone, Mm. but it just sounds like she was a very short woman. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Then I'll I'll keep going on about it. (laughs) She probably the last thing she wanted was. Publicity around going to one of these things Because yeah. people aren't usually Extremely open about their attendance yeah. So that was probably not the greatest feeling When the cops busted in And she, I wonder what what was happening In the midst of their arrival
1: Yeah Also, kind of ruins your chances of getting laid A little bit, wouldn't you say? Like, you know, you're the person that Just, just the cops came Because they thought that you were a child <laughs> And then, like, you're not going to say Oh, I'm going to that's the one that, you know, the one that gets mistaken for a child. That's the person I want to have sex with tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> Am I right, though? No? I guess. Yeah. So, like, it probably ruined her chances of getting laid, too. Yeah. Oh, what a sad night for her. <laughs> Maybe she shouldn't get laid, who knows?
0: Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: <clears throat> this story comes from New York. Straight into your ears, Timmy Dowdow. Shout out to our stallion in New York City, Mr. Dan Lonnegan.
0: Dan, a judge has ordered a 30-year-old man in New York to move out of his parents' house. Michael Rotondo, who reportedly moved back home eight years ago, told the judge he was entitled to live with his family for another six months at least. The judge said this was outrageous (laughs) (laughs) and ordered his eviction.
1: (laughs) So he murdered... No Oh, Sorry I, re- I heard that article Article wrong What did he do? No, he, didn't,
0: he didn't kill anyone Oh I
1: thought you said he murdered somebody To get his apartment Oh my god
0: did you think it was a surprisingly Gleeful delivery The,
1: yeah. way, that, the way that I was telling that story I just thought you thought it was hilarious <laughs>
0: You just accepted my yeah. I darkness. thought it was funny too oh. <laughs> That's the most worrying thing about this whole story no, a, a judge ordered a thirty year old man to move out of his parents' house oh okay, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but who knows maybe you you're making a prediction because the parents don't want him there but yep. he will he's refusing to move out, and so they oh, involved man. the court and there, there's a video it's kind of a pointless video. All that happens is the judge is saying exactly what I said in that article, but the thirty year old man looks about forty he's got a long he's got long hair and a ponytail, and he's like kind of like pretending to be disinterested. You know when a kid gets told off like by a teacher or a principal or something and they just look around like, oh, I've got places to be. Yeah. He's like doing all of that. But 30 years old, don't be so clingy. You, you can find a place, man.
1: Yeah. You know, you know what I do love about this story is the thought of um, him getting ready for court that morning <laughs> where, you know, generally you would get ready for court and you would talk to... Um, say somebody that was Your family Your parents or you mm. talk to The people that you're living with Both those people The people that are suing him Later that day <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah right Would have oh, been tense Would have been so and tense then, that morning Like home... having breakfast in the, in, the, in, the, in the kitchen that morning Good thanks How
0: are you? <laughs> The parents in the video, they they look really relaxed. Like yeah. they're kind of smiling about it. They're like, "Oh god, here he, go. here he goes."
1: <laughs> See, it's because I guess of all places, New York City would be mm. one of the hardest places to find high rent somewhere to True, live. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still, <laughs> yeah. you have gotta go crash
0: on a mate's floor.
1: Um, yeah, man. I think that that's that's one of those things where. If you, if you, I'm thinking about now, if, if you were a parent mm. and that was your child, oh, you'd have to think you fucked up somewhere, eh? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's pretty concerning. Although, I don't know, maybe it's not that
1: uncommon. I feel like I am sort of on for the for people fence. refusing to refusing to leave home. You're saying like not you,
0: to get to the point of going to court, yeah. but but sticking around home for a while.
1: Yeah, I think generally though, when someone if you especially if you're over the age of thirty, yeah, true. Yeah, I think I think look if you were like a eighteen or nineteen year old and your parents were like you got to get out of home, and you're like I really don't want to go, I can understand it. I can under, I can I can relate to that. Yeah. Um. Not not personally because I wanted to get out of out of home when I as soon as I turned eighteen. Yeah. I didn't straight away, but I I, I wanted to. And um, and yeah, man, I just think that those poor parents. Mm. Would be thinking, but hey, man, if they're having a laugh, they might be really cool people. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they. I oh,
0: no, they won the court case, so <laughs> he'll get forced out. It's a happy ending for them.
1: Um, All right, so I got a headline for you. Uh, Hero pilot lands plane in China after co-pilot was sucked through broken windshield. Whoa! Yeah, dude. So this, um, so it's uh, this airline flight, and um, um, the so no one was so in the article. So I read through this just because I was like, well, the guy must have must have died, right? And then in the thing it says zero casualties. So um, I read through it and it, from what I can gauge mm. from the article is that uh, the guy that got sucked out of the windshield was like half sucked out the windshield and um, stayed there until, I, until they landed the plane. Because I think when he got sucked through, it was quite tight. Okay. Like in his upper body... Is that... That's what I'm trying to...
0: That's what I'm gauging so, from it. So, probably, like, waist up, he was outside the plane. Yeah,
1: dude. And it's <laughs> saying on here, because, like, you must think that if, if the co-pilot died, they wouldn't say that there wasn't any casualties, yeah. right? So, I assume, like, I don't know why they haven't focused on that. Um, uh, yeah, so... Oh, here we go. I so said, the wind... The pilot said... Um, the, wind field, the windshield burst suddenly and a loud noise was heard. And when I looked to the side, I saw the co pilot was already halfway out of the window. Luckily, his seatbelt was tied. Phew! Yeah. I just didn't know the windshields on planes could break. Yeah, dude, I didn't either. But I think that. Because uh, doesn't this get you a little bit worried now that, like, thinking about next time I fly uh, with. You know, you got because if they get sucked out, it's just not their life. Like it's it's everyone's fucked, right? How how many mm. people on a on a plane would know how to fly uh, a commercial a- airplane like Yeah, you, hopefully think it's that,
0: a stewardess that gets
1: sucked yeah. out. <laughs> well, I would say it's um, a steward or stewardess. I wouldn't. Go straight to... No, but you see, I'm sexist. So, so I, prefer, I prefer it was one of the women. I saw you standing close to the tyre there and I said, run to the bus. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, this... Uh, they uh, The airline came out and said, this is a miracle in the history of Chinese aviation and shows a special psychological mindset of our flight instructors. It's... Pretty Do you amazing, think they were man. T- trying to talk to each other, the guy outside was like, "How?" and the guy inside was like, "I've got this, chill out." I don't know, man. That would be. I'm surprised that because straight away, almost, it says in the article that um, they uh, slowed down and um, lowered their altitude. Okay, heaps. That sounds helpful. Yeah. yeah, and but you would think that you wouldn't be able to really breathe, eh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> Because when I stick my head out of a
0: car going a hundred, I'm yeah. like, "Oh, it's a bit punishing." Yeah. But, it's, but like planes go a
1: thousand or like what is it, two thousand? I'm not sure how. Um. So it says, um, yeah. It's it's the uh, the average speed is eight hundred to nine hundred um, kilometers an hour. Yeah. That's fucking. That's so fast. <laughs> I yeah I I cannot believe that um that that this guy actually survived yeah yeah crazy and it doesn't and in the article it doesn't sound like they don't really talk about it it's like he's cool and um, I think the
0: article should have had as much focus on that guy as what we have yeah it's so weird that they're like <laughs> and let's talk about the guy who landed it yeah and, the, like, and that they, is impressive but not as impressive as the guy who lived through yet. that. <laughs>
1: Um, is that?
0: I got one. Got, got one, one more story coming to you from China as well. Oh,
1: nice! China's popping off this week.
0: Yeah, coming to a cinema near you. Chinese debtors reel of shame. Movie theaters in Sichuan province showing short clips before the main film, naming local people who have failed to pay their debts. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I actually love that. I'm a so real, good, I'm a real fan of that. Look, I am not against public shaming. Hey, <laughs> eh? i I've always sort of been that way. If you're, t- look, it's, I'm, I'm not about it. If it's, if it's say shaming someone who say did something wrong, mm. um, paid the price, did the time, or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of of shaming those people. Everyone makes mistakes, and yes, there's different degrees in life. But this is for people who, um, I, I love this because they are still in the wrong. Like they, yeah. haven't, they haven't paid their debts, they haven't paid their bills and they're going, well, look, we're not going to be dirty in the way that we're going to try and um, physically intimidate them. We're not going to do this. We're just going to publicly shame them at the local movie theatre.
0: Listen to this, bro. The reel of shame features an animated character at the beginning <laughs> who tells the audience, come and look at these Liar." which is a Chinese derogatory term for borrowers who fail to pay money back. (laughs) (laughs) Come and look at these, Leolai. The clip then shows details of the debtors in the local area who still owe money on loans despite court orders demanding that they pay. Uh, The director of enforcement for Heijang's courts told the website, public shaming has been increasingly common uh, and we like to punish the laoli." along with other repercussions for failing to repay loans, including blacklisting and travel restrictions. Uh, For the audiences in the cinema, we specifically chose to expose the names of debtors whose household registrations were in the area so it was more targeted and the results would be more effective. So basically, you've got a way higher chance of seeing your face on that screen if you live near a cinema and you haven't paid your debt, so... I actually would. I'd be all right with it. Like I owe money, like not huge amounts, but but I my face would be on that trailer. I would be the Leo Lie at the beginning of a cinema uh, at the beginning of a movie in my area for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. Look, I I would feel bad for say. I'm sure that there is cases where um, it might just be people who are a little bit poorer, a little bit down on their luck, and can't actually afford. To pay that mm. makes me feel a little bit sad for those people. Yeah, but you know what, man? I think most of the time when like there's that there there are those people out there that just go, I'm gonna take this and what well, and you're like, oh, you know, well, you are gonna have to pay back this much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and they just and they just don't. They just refuse to. The some people just kind of just go, look, I'm just not gonna pay it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think look. Society doesn't work if everybody are those kind of people. Mm. But but I'll do it. But <laughs> <laughs> I see the humor in it. Yeah, I see. I think it's great. Yeah, <laughs> both, I, both sides of the of, of that story, the the people being like fuck you, and then people being like well no fuck you you're going on the cinema. I'm yeah. down for both of it. I
0: think I'd take a photo and tag myself in it if I saw myself up in there. <laughs> I just want to clarify. I feel like my my moral. Uh, placement in the show has just degraded a little. If anyone's listening and they're like, oh, my God, he owes money. I don't owe money to people. I owe money to the bank (laughs) and for, like, loans for TVs and stuff.
1: (laughs) So um, the other day um, on the podcast, Mm. you told a story about not giving up your seat on on the uh, on the train and tram, right? <laughs> to a pregnant woman. Yeah. So I've got something that I found online to play for you. Oh, good.
0: Uh, this is a real oh my- bad type of spotlight that I'm under the heat of right now. <laughs> I just kind of confessed that I owe money to banks. Yes, it's plural. We just reiterated that I did not get up to let a pregnant woman sit down on the train. I don't look great in this moment. <laughs>
1: you do not. <laughs> Here we
0: go. Ready? Before I was pregnant, if I saw an expected mum or an elderly person on the train, I'd offer them my seat. But I'm currently 32 weeks pregnant, and one thing I've come to realise is that some people don't have any manners. Oh. So is chivalry dead, or are we all too buried in our devices to realise we're being rude? Today, we put commuters to the test. Oh, oh no, how no. How nervous are you right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> what Am I on this?
1: Are you you feeling very nervous right now? Yes.
0: Half my face is (laughs) boiling hot, but the blood's cold.
1: All right. I've taken a camera crew on the train with me during peak hour in Sydney. Oh. So you're all good. (laughs) I wanted to pause it right there just so that you could sweat on it. Oh, man. That was the perfect
0: moment to pause. You just... Took three years off my life. Oh, I just yeah, aged I, so I, fast. I don't think
1: I've ever seen you have that face before. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. And after I had so much bravado saying, yeah, put me on the cinema screen if <laughs> I owe money, as soon as there was potential video proof of me being a douchebag, I
1: freaked. <laughs> to a pregnant woman, too. Yeah. And, and then um, I think, hang on, one sec. Riding right the evening rush hour. Will people stand up for us? Or if they won't stand up for a heavily pregnant woman, will they at least stand up for an elderly woman? Coming up after the break, we'll show you just how rude some commuters really are. Oh, I'm okay. Sorry, so pretty lady. <laughs> so I won't. Find, I won't go through because the 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 um, thing goes for a while. But there is a guy on there who does the looking at the at the iPhone, like headphones in, just oh. that, and and she goes and she goes, Oh, yeah, just using that to pretend that you like that he couldn't see me, so that oh, you man. just. You that that guy is Sydney Cam. That is Sydney Me. <laughs> How confronting.
0: <laughs> wow, <wall>, man.
1: Oh, <laughs> that reaction was absolutely priceless. <laughs> so, I wish I also had that on camera as well. <laughs> Shit. But so I've got a um, that's um uh, yeah, I just thought I'd 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 chuck that in there. Did you wanna I've got a couple of other other um follow ups from stories from uh last week. Did you wanna do the uh the uh feel good story of the week first? Um no, jump into one of those. Jump don't. into this. Cool, cool. Alright, so I don't know if you've seen this, but the headline is Laurel Yenny. Donald Trump delivers high unexpected re- response to the latest controversy <laughs> yeah, raging of the internet. I have. So I'll just play it.
0: So this is a clip of people who work at the White House Laurel. saying this what they're
1: all America. Definitely hashtag Laurel.
0: Who's Yanny? I hear Kofefi.
1: <laughs> 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 that uh, was Donald Trump at the end of that video saying, after all of all of his White House staff picked Laurel Yeti, he goes, I hear. Caffety, Kafefi. Caffey, yeah, kafeffy.
0: There's a little word that he says. Uh,
1: I didn't know that. What in what in what sort of um, um, well, like, how does he use it? It's
0: like his catchphrase, I, and he's not the first person to use it. So he was in the news like six oh, maybe longer, maybe like a year ago. Because yeah. it, my understanding of the word is it means basically throwing your hands up to say, oh, I can't be bothered doing anything about that." So like the way I've heard it said before is. Oh, kevfefe. You know. Oh, right. It basically so like, who cares? <laughs> and he said that on Twitter about like a pressing issue at the time. He just said, oh, that's my statement, Fee." Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> so he's just using any opportunity
1: now just to say that he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, well, he
0: just, he got slammed for saying it because like, they were like, it's an important issue, Donald, yeah. like, you can't say Fee, and people don't, not many people say that anyway. And so he just r- brought it back for this.
1: <laughs> Look, People can say what they want about Donald Trump and look, I agree with a lot of the stuff that he's done and, and a lot of things that um he should be preventing you agree. In, in that country. No, I agree that he's 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 wrong. Okay. No, and yeah, I agree yeah. that he's has the opportunity to change 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 these things over there. But you will not find a more entertaining leader of any country ever in the existence of the world than Donald Trump. Yeah,
0: man. I thought that John Key was entertaining and hilarious. But, oh, no, actually, I'm going to change what I was going to say. I was about to give Trump the throne as most entertaining political figure. But you got your voice. It's boy, still eh? John Key. As soon as yeah. I thought of that little awkward dad face, I was like, <laughs> nah, John, you've still got my heart.
1: I just think with Donald Trump, it's just multiply because he's the most, he's one of the most powerful men in the world, mm. people in the world. And he's, he acts like a, like a child. Yeah. He, he acts exactly like a child.
0: He has tantrums, lives for attention, like yep. all the toddler traits.
1: I think a big part of me being able to, I don't think I'd find it as funny if I lived in America. Mm-hmm. I think that being so far away from a lot of the crazies gives me a, what could be a false mm. sort of feeling of, 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 a lot more safety separation, um, or like some kind of safety barrier, but it does. Yeah. (laughs) It does make me feel that way. And it just means that all this stuff that pops up in, in America, um, like all these sort of that, you know, these obviously not the brightest people to be your politicians running your country. Like, you know, when you see a lot of these people, you think there must be, there must be smarter people to be in that position. Mm. But I can look at it and think it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I do. But if I was living in that situation, I probably wouldn't find it as funny, which might say something about about my personality. But you've, uh, I'm sitting next to a guy that doesn't stand up for branded women, so I won't be looked on that badly. <laughs> Oh, fair enough, I was just going to sit silently while you tried
0: your best to dig around in the politics topic, I'd even leant away from the mic, because I was like, I just am not weighing in on, a real, on an actual serious politics ramble, like, I know nothing, I don't know enough to even talk I'll about I'll
1: drag it. you in with so me. You
0: grabbed me by the air
1: and threw me back down. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, I do have one more, do you have any follow-ups from, from last week? No follow-ups, no. Um, so the headline for this one is: It's a uh, Meghan Markle related cool. uh, uh, story, and it's Meghan Markle's dad buys a frappuccino just days after heart surgery. <laughs> um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's a, Is it a, Are they saying it's a fake heart surgery?
1: No, I think they're saying that. Um, he definitely got heart surgery. Yeah. Um, but um they're saying that you shouldn't be eating frappuccinos straight after heart surgery. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: that's what the... Do you know what a frappuccino is?
1: Yeah, it's like uh, some kind of iced coffee. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: I just... <laughs> you said eating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I looked at it and they got like whipped cream and stuff. Okay, no, the... yeah, nah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that you uh, that you get an update on the Markles.
0: Yeah, and I'm always interested to hear about what they're up to. It was <laughs> I've got the heartwarming story for this week and it was tough... But there's so much Markle news at the moment.
1: <laughs> you love it, eh? Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm all about it because it's so much... I think Trump, to, even though I said I wouldn't go there, Trump becoming president was like reality TV's wall between politics and reality TV yeah. getting busted down and it's busted forever now. And now an actor whose family is now a reality TV sensation... Marrying a prince Yeah That's, It's all just blend, Getting chucked Into one big blender And it's great For people like us Who look at our laptops And have a Like A well informed News podcast <laughs> There's always Going to be Interesting stuff
1: Yeah And I think When you look at the, there's, a, there's a photo On there Of the Markles um, Three of them In the car And uh, Is it Samantha it, In the back Does it say um, the photo? It, it doesn't say um, Okay yeah, it doesn't say who's in the back seat. It's um off TMZ, so it's not a fantastic pep shot. Yeah. Um but uh they're just handing out the handing out the In that photo though, Cam, mm. how opposite to Harry's family could that that photo <laughs> possibly be? Like that's that's her family oh, and yeah. I think that I wasn't I wasn't that interested into the Meghan Markle, Harry um Prince Harry getting married kind of thing I was just like whatever Until I found out about her family And mm. that that just makes it so much better So interesting yeah, isn't it it's, It makes me have way more respect for her too Yeah Because she's, she's Like you look at her family She's come from a bunch of crazies <laughs> <laughs> Like a real pack of crazies Yeah And she's done alright Yeah um, Was it It was just her mum That was there at the wedding, Mm, eh? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I thought it was so sweet. Her mum was tearing up.
1: Mm.
0: Her mum, I think, like, even though I don't know, obviously don't know the Markles, I think for me the mum was the person that I felt like I could relate to the most because out of everyone who was there, the mum hasn't lived any type of life like that. Yeah. Like being surrounded by royalty in a place that rich. Whereas Meghan Markle probably has gone to some ritzy events as an actress. As an actress, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, nothing to that, probably nothing to that level, but she yeah. would know what it's like to be photographed by paparazzi. Yeah. Not, and again, not to that degree that she would be now, but mm. definitely she would have had that life She before would have that, dipped her yeah. toe slightly. Yeah. Whereas
0: the mum just seemed like she was uh, moved to see her daughter happy on yeah. the wedding day. Like, she was just staring and she would tear up at moments, and I just thought it was
1: the nicest thing. Yeah, that is really nice. Because um, she... So... Her and the dad aren't together anymore, right? Eh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's all my catch ups from from our last last couple of yeah, nice. podcasts. I just thought we'd uh, we'd we'd stay uh, just uh, kept up on the issues that we bring up. Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: good idea. I've got a little bit of a heartwarming headline to wrap us up with. Hit me. Woman in New U- Woman in Uganda sent $900 to Hurricane Katrina victims in 2005. These women earned $1.20 a day. Hundreds of women in Kareka, Uganda, who earned roughly $1.20 per day, breaking rocks into gravel, donated $900 to the victims of Hurricane Katrina. The women gave them their money. I just scrolled too fast to read the rest of that paragraph. One of the Hurricane Katrina victims... uh, partner who lived says I'm moved by your gift simplicity and heart
1: dude that is that is so heartwarming that actually brings a little tear to my eye that is to have to have that little and Mm -hmm. it's not even like it's something on your doorstep you know what I mean it's something happening across the world from you and you and you go you know you you hear about it or yeah I don't even know how they would have found out about it you know it doesn't sound like they have Mm. Televisions or anything like that, yeah. but I guess they would still get the news and papers and stuff like that to read it. And yeah, yeah, man, that is. Uh... I guess to put that in perspective, for a
0: dollar twenty a day for somebody who's earning that to pay nine hundred dollars, if there's roughly three hundred days in a year, it's three years' wages. It's giving three years' wages to somebody in need. Like if you just think about right now what you're oh. earn in three years, and just giving that to somebody. Who's been affected by Hurricane Katrina?
1: That is amazing. Yeah, that is really amazing. Yeah, man. What? A, yeah, it's a great story to finish mm. to finish that on. I love that.
0: Yeah, cool. As always, send us your submissions if you want me or Timmy to read one of your news stories. Well, it doesn't have to be about you, but if you've found a news story that you like, that's what this whole podcast is about. It doesn't have to be completely factual or. It doesn't have to be about any topic. If it's news, if it's something that happened, send us a message to our Charging Stallion Facebook page or Instagram account, and let us know, and we'll have a chat about it on the podcast.
1: Definitely, and uh, we've got the gig coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, so uh, we're like we mentioned last week, we are playing at Workers Bar uh, with uh, with the Gerties, and um, if you are in Melbourne, uh, come come to come to the gig. So Friday night. So. You might be listening to this um, tomorrow, which should be Friday. Yeah, or yeah.
0: maybe you're, if you're listening tonight, if you're listening when we do it, because it comes out quite fast, if it's Thursday night right now, I just want to know how hard out you are. Just send us a message saying, I listened to this as soon as it came out. It's, and there's no point to that. I just, just getting my ego stroke because I got thrashed in this podcast. <laughs>
1: Um, again, thank you for uh, listening to Charging Stallion News We Like podcast. Um, yeah, please, please do keep like Cam said. Please keep do uh, do keep that that tea got me going. <laughs> <laughs> It just kind of It just in the last sort of 20 minutes I don't know if you noticed But that uh, that tea that I mentioned earlier On the podcast Really started to warp me a little bit Do you know the
0: moment Where I reckon that marijuana tea hit you Was when I said A man was kicked out of his parents house And you said Who did he murder <laughs> exactly. exactly That is exactly what I kicked in. And I'd forgotten you'd had the tea
1: Okay Alright Yeah <laughs> And I was and I was surprised. I was the whole time. I was thinking, I'm I'm doing quite smooth. Cameras pulled me up on this, yeah. I'm doing quite well, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I wasn't. Um, yeah, please do uh, keep sending in uh, stories. It's it's an awesome thing. As as I've I've spoken about many times on the podcast. Now I just am falling so much in love with with finding obscure strange news stories is something that you know when we first started doing the show was mainly uh, we thought it was a great idea and it was mainly I would be like okay I'm going to go search out some good stories for this Mm. week now I'm just doing it in my free time because I'm addicted to it now I love it there's so much there's so many weird strange people out there in the world it makes me so happy that they're out there (laughs) (laughs) thanks
0: each for listening we time, Charging Stallion
1: thank you